0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD Farrakh. Verse 8 in my Bible of Hebrews
1: 13 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a uniformity, there's no changing. James says there's no shifting of shadows. In other words, God isn't shifty. He's not, you know, wishy-washy and back and forth. And, you know, no, God never changes. He's the same.
0: You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. The world today is trying to change and tweak the gospel message to be more acceptable to the masses. Yet, as Pastor J.D. teaches today, God's Word is unchanging. It's sure and true and will stand forever. When a message isn't what the Bible says and ends up drawing you away from God, reject it. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: Today, our text is going to be chapter 13, beginning in verse 8, and Lord willing, we'll make it uh, to verse 16. The writer of Hebrews is, by the Holy Spirit, writing to these Hebrew Christians and says, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. That's a mic drop right there. (laughs) Do not, verse 9, be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest, verse 11, carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. Hang on, I know this is (laughs) interesting. And, verse 12, so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here, verse 14, we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come through Jesus. Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips, that openly profess His name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased." Wow! (laughs) Let's pray, if you would please join with me. We'll ask God's understanding on this portion that we have before us today. Loving Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to you for your Word and this, your church, this place that we have, that we can come to and put aside all the busyness and stresses of our lives. And just focus our attention on you and your Word and what you have for us here in Your Word. Lord, this is here for a reason, and You want to show us what that reason is. You want to speak into our lives, in and through this text that we have before us today. That's why we're here, Lord. We want to hear You speak, and we don't want our minds to wander. We want to give you our undivided, undistracted attention, so that when you do speak into our lives, we not only hear, but take heed to your word. So please, Lord, will you do that for us? Will you speak? Your servants are listening. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, I want to talk with you today about the dangers of strange teachings, and how to first discern them, so as to then reject them. And the reason being is, is that the text before us today, the writer of Hebrews is exhorting the believers to very specifically not be carried away by what he calls strange teachings, all kinds of strange teachings, which would infer that there were all kinds of strange teachings at this time. And he's warning them and cautioning them, and exhorting them, and even encouraging them concerning this. Don't get carried away by these. They are strange to the Gospel. They are strange to the Word of God. And in so doing, what he does, and I hope you'll bear with me, because I want to approach the teaching of this text a little bit differently, such that I want to pose questions from within the text, three questions that I think all of us would do well to ask and answer, myself included by the way, concerning anything that differs from sound doctrine, these differing, strange teachings. How how do you know that they're not compatible with the Word of God? Is there a way to discern that, and know that, so that you have nothing to do with them, and worse yet, are not carried away by them? So the first question is in verses 8 and 9, and it's this, does it carry me away from grace? Here the writer begins by saying that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, I know this is deeply profound. This means that Jesus does not change again, like like I said, I know that's deeply profound. He's the same. He doesn't change. You'll forgive my attempt (laughs) to wax poetic when I say this, but if it's different, and makes Jesus change, it's strange. I told you to bear with me. if it makes Jesus change, it's strange, because Jesus doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And aren't you glad by the way? Could you imagine if, if He changed? You know how I, we say of people, you've changed. What do you mean? Well, you've really changed. Uh, good change? No, nah. <laughs> you've really changed. <laughs> well, that's not good. I don't want to change that way. I want to change in a good way. Well, the thing is, is that Jesus does not change. Jesus is perfect. You're not going to change perfect. So now here's the problem. We've got Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He doesn't change. But then there's this over here, and it seems to be a little strange, because in order for that to be true, it would need to make Jesus change and not be the same. Doubtless, you've heard the saying, if it's new, it's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. If it's true, it's not new. And if it's new, it's not true. So here comes someone, and they've got some new insight. Be very careful. In fact, run from them new, What do you mean new? Oh, it's new, never seen before, insight into the deep understanding of the Word of God. And they say it just like that. I mean, (laughs) excuse me, uh, verse 8 in my Bible of Hebrews 13 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's a uniformity. There's no changing. James says there's no shifting of shadows. <laughs> In other words, God isn't shifty. He's not, you know, wishy-washy and back and forth. And, you know, no, God never changes. He's the same. He's the same God that He was yesterday, as the same God that He is today. and By the way, He'll be that same God tomorrow too. You don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) He's not not changing. And He doesn't change His mind either. Could you imagine how weird would that be, if God changed His mind? You know, you're praying, and and God's like, oh, I never saw it like that. Okay, you got a good point there. No, (laughs) now I'm really messed up, because now He's changing. No. He doesn't change. If it makes Jesus change, it becomes strange to the gospel, and the way to know that it is strange to the gospel is because it's not the gospel of grace. Notice where the writer of Hebrews says that we are of grace. It's all of grace, not ceremonial rituals and laws and rules and dos and don'ts. That's not grace. And that's not Jesus. That's strange. That's strange. That's different. It's incompatible with who Jesus is, and it's incompatible with the Word of God. You will know without any doubt, with a surety an assurance, no question, that it is not the Lord if it moves you away from grace, which was the problem for these Hebrew Christians. The temptation, the pull to go back to Judaism, back to the ceremonial rituals, Go back to the tabernacle, and the temple, and the altar, and all of all of these do's and don'ts. That's what the law is. The law says do, 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 and grace says done, done, done. That's grace. If anybody presents anything to you at any time, that moves you away from that. No, get out. Get thee behind me, Satan, as Jesus said to Peter. Man, that must have really hurt Peter because it was just right after Jesus told him, Wow, blessed are you, Simon Barjona for, you know, the Lord has revealed this to you. And, and he just got done being told that, you know, you're going to be the rock. And Peter's like, all oh, that, you know. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a few verses later, he's saying to the same Peter, by the way, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. Whoa, what, what happened? Well, somebody comes to me and tries to pull me into legalism. I'm going to be that blunt because that's not Jesus. That's strange, because Jesus doesn't change. It's grace. It's all of grace. It's all of grace. It's the grace of God. Here's a second question in verses 10 through 14. Does it carry me away from death to self? Now (laughs) please stay with me because Verses 10 through 14, the writer, specific to what they were dealing with at that time, concerning the ceremonial rituals and the altars, and, and he has to refocus them and redirect them, even correct them, and get them away from this notion that they had to go to the temple and go to the altar. And what he's saying to them is, no, we follow a rejected Savior. The Savior we follow does not have an altar in the temple in the city. The Savior we follow has a cross outside the city. And that's the problem, because that means that in order for me to follow Jesus, I have to pick up my cross, and I need to die to myself if I want to be His disciple. And by the way, it's every day, because it says daily. You know what daily means, right? Every day and everything within me fights against that. Death to self. No, I'm all about preservation of self. Death to self. Hey preacher, I can go down the street, and there's this other preacher over here, big church by the way. He doesn't talk nearly as long as you do either. (laughs) And He's going to tell me that I don't have to do that. God loves me. It's all good. Let's just all have a big group hug. He's not preaching the gospel. He's not preaching the word. You can't get away from this. Sadly, in today's world, especially today with everything that's going on, you'd be hard pressed. Find a church where the whole counsel of God, the whole Word of God is taught. Because when you teach the Bible like this, you can't skip over passages like this. Oh, please don't look at me like, wow, pastor, you're amazing. No, I'm not. God knows knows the truth. If I could, I would. Are you kidding me right now? If I taught the word topically, I would not talk about this. Are you kidding me? You? Hebrews 13, altar, sacrifice, outside the city, shame, disgrace, bore the shame, the disgrace, die to self. pick up your cross. I would much rather have a huge Colosseum and tell people all over the world that you don't have to die to self you can have your best life now. Love yourself. Oh no, I wish I was being facetious, but I'm not. I actually remember this many years ago now. I remember a teaching where the pastor said something along the lines of, you know, one of the reasons why it's so hard to love others the way you love yourself, as Jesus commanded, is because you just maybe don't love yourself enough. In what world is that even remotely possible? I don't love myself enough? Are you, what? I, I love myself too much. I think about myself all the time. And so do you, so don't look at me all spiritual. You walk by a storefront with the window, and it's got the reflection. What what are you doing? (laughs) Come on. Let's be honest. You know, back in the day, when you get... (laughs) Okay, you young people, just bear with me. There was a time not so long ago, in a land far, far away, when you would actually have to get your photos developed. I know it's very strange, talk about strange, right? And you would have to take the film, and you know, Costco, you could go to Costco and they would have one hour, and so you'd go do your shopping, you'd take your film in, and and they would print out your pictures. You couldn't wait to see how they turned out. That's strange, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, give me a moment. I just, I'm having I'm having a flashback right now. I'll be back with you in a moment. Wow. And what's the first, you couldn't wait. In fact, you'd show up early. We're not done yet. Thank you for your patience. We're like, you know, I want to see my pictures. So they finally bring out the envelope, you know, and, and they ring you up. And you didn't even wait to pay. You're opening that thing up. You're looking through the pictures and You know which ones the good pictures are? Come on. (laughs) The ones you look good in. Okay, so let's bring it to the (laughs) modern day technology. We take them now with our um, market, I mean uh, phones, surveillance devices, you know, that track our every move and Everything we say, by the way, they listen to everything you say. So, you need Jesus. <laughs> you never know. Wouldn't that be something? We get to heaven and somebody from the NSA comes up and goes, you know, you, when you did that, I was listening and I got saved. Like, praise the Lord. It worked. <laughs> you never know. So let's bring it into <laughs> modern days. It's too much. I'm, I'm, you know, bear with me, but you bring it into the modern day, and, and you take the picture on your phone, and you take 35 of them, and you only pick out the ones that, I mean, they look great. You don't, so delete. <coughs> Can we talk? Okay, so you find one. Then what do you do? Oh, I guess they have, I don't do this. God knows my heart. If you do this, God loves you, and God forgives you, but they have filters, and they have apps that make you look like what you don't really look like. (laughs) And you can tell too, by the way. You know, I I look at my face, and I think, there ain't no app. I don't care. Photoshop, forget it. Try to try to use Photoshop. Photoshop goes... (laughs) No, and so, no, no, nothing you can do. You just need your glorified body, which is fine because I'm getting a new body and a new face, too, and hair, by the way, on this one. So, so what's your point, Pastor? Do you do you have a point here? Yeah, I do. Uh, anything or anyone who presents to you this notion of self. It's strange. Get away.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Throughout much of this book, Jesus is mentioned as the great high priest. Aren't you glad that you can go directly to him with your troubles? There's no need for an intermediary person to bridge the gap. Jesus became that bridge when he died on the cross. If you'd like to know or understand more about this concept, we encourage you to go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com and look for the Resources tab. Under that, there's a link to the ABCs of Salvation. This provides an in-depth overview of what it means to believe that Jesus died for your sins and saves you from a life and eternity without Him. Hebrews simply touches on the fact that Jesus fulfilled all the things that were promised in the Old Testament. It's like when you're reading a spy novel and you're given clues earlier on, but then it all makes sense in the end. Would you like to connect with others in their faith walk? If you're not currently part of a church, join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. We meet on Sundays at 8.30, 10.45 a.m., and Thursdays at 7 p.m. You can find directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you might be interested in some additional teachings by Pastor J.D., including his Mideast Prophecy Updates. This is an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this current time in the world's history. That's all we have for today, but thanks for tuning in. We hope you'll join Pastor JD for the next edition as we learn more valuable things from the book of Hebrews right here on In Spirit and Truth.